You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. If this is your first time listening, I am the host, Isaac Watson, and I always want to take this time to thank all of our listeners. There are so many podcasts out, so many different voices that you can hear, um, but so many of you from all over the world um, take time to listen and and uh, look out for new episodes that drop every week uh, from this platform. So thank you so very much. I never take it lightly. I appreciate all of you, all of your support, all of your feedback. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, I want to take this time now and I want to give you an opportunity. If you have not yet rated Church Talk with Isaac, go ahead and rate it now. Do me a favor. Um, If you haven't, do so and help me get up to at least 100 reviews Um, your review matters. I know some of you may think, well, my one review doesn't change much. Your review matters. You rating Church Talk with Isaac, um, with those stars and just rating it. And also with you reviewing it, it makes this podcast platform more visible. So don't be selfish. If you've been enjoying Church Talk with Isaac and you've been enjoying the topics and, uh, you know, it's 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 been helping you. It's been expanding um, your 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 thinking. Uh, if it's been helping you and helping to cultivate your spirituality, your relationship with God and seeing him the right way or however, uh, seeing particular topics from a different light. I mean, go ahead and rate it. Uh, it means so much to me when you do so. I also want to encourage you. If not just on this particular episode, but if on any episodes that you have heard um, or you have listened to, and if there were certain points, if there were certain uh, phrases, if there were certain concepts that stood out to you, that maybe helped you, that you consider to be quotable, I encourage you, go ahead on social media, whether it's Instagram, if you want to kind of play it back, or whether it's on Facebook, if you want to play it back, or if you want to write out a quote, go ahead and do that and tag me in it as I see it, uh, if I see it. Uh, on Facebook, I, I'm, I'm findable. You can f- find my public page, Isaac Watson, or even my personal uh, page, Isaac M. Watson, on both Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, go ahead and do that. And as I see it, I will retweet it. I will reshare it. I will repost it. All right. So go ahead and do that if you can. I appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead and jump in. This is the 47th episode of Church Talk with Isaac and Man Time honestly has flown so fast um, throughout this year. I started this platform in January and every week since January, you have received a new topic. You've received a new episode. And I continue to, 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 you know, I plan on doing this uh, for a good while. So hopefully you all are benefiting from this. Um, as I'm doing this as well, last re- last thing I want to request is that you send in more topics, that you're able to um, get in contact with me uh, 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 by by reaching out to my website, Isaac and Wa- excuse me, Isaac Watson Ministries dot com or even through social media and send out some topics. And uh, as I see it, I will try my best to try to cover those topics if they are appropriate for 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 this platform. Uh, I'll try to cover those topics. But I do want to hear your feedback um, regarding things that you want to hear or you may want to hear my thoughts or my 
uh, my perspective on uh, various topics. So uh, I want to go ahead and jump into this topic today. I think this is one that will help many people. Uh, and I think this is one that you have probably, if not you who are listening, because you saw the title of the topic, you know people that have gone through this, you know people who have made these statements and who may need to hear uh, this episode. Today, I am going to talk out of, I, I titled this episode, You Better Recognize. And we're going to talk about what happens when your church doesn't recognize what's on your life. What happens when your church does not recognize what's on your life. I have heard that said. Um, I have I have people have had conversations with me about it. Even before I started pastoring, people would have conversations with me about it. Um, there's been times where maybe I have even felt um, this way as well in certain seasons of my life. Um, where the people around me may not have fully recognized what I carried or what was on my life. And uh, sometimes if you do not understand um, certain things, it can discourage you and it can create a wound uh, where you would you would probably say I've been hurt by the church or whatever the case may be because this thing has not been um, addressed in your own heart. So let's talk about this. What happens when your church doesn't recognize what's on your life? I think now that I am pastoring, uh, I pastor a church. Uh, most of you all know, unless this is your first unless this is your first time listening in. I pastor a church. I oversee a work. My wife and I both. We oversee a work in Park Forest, Illinois. It's a church that we planted from the ground up, uh, Encounter Worship Center, again, in Park Forest, Illinois. Uh, and and uh, so I can actually speak from both ends of this uh, topic. Um, but I want to kind of give perspective um, to the one who may feel like their church doesn't recognize what's on their life and they want their church to recognize what's on their life. All right. I got some things that I want to present. Hopefully this helps you. All right. The first thing I want to ask you, if you feel this way, the church doesn't recognize what's on my life. I want to ask you if what you feel like is on your life, is it obvious to your church? I think that's important to look at what you feel like is on your life that people are not recognizing, whether it is a ministry gift, whether it is a particular grace or function, whether I don't know. It's the prophetic, whether it's the apostolic, whether it's the ability to teach or pray or uh, uh, administrate or or, uh, or or lead or organize or, or whatever it may be. Is it obvious to your church? Primarily, is it obvious to your church leaders? Because the fact of the matter is that although you may know what's on your life, it does not mean that everyone will automatically know what you know about you unless you build relationships, unless you are um, um, serving or uh, uh, um, uh, making what you know about you um, available, inaccessible, invisible to the ones around you. Is it obvious? If it's not obvious, then you cannot expect people to know what you know about you. All right. If you're clear, uh, uh, this is the second thing. If you are clear on what you're called to, if you're clear on what rests upon your life, if you're clear on what you recognize about you, 
My question to you, and it, and it goes along with, is it obvious? My question to you is, although you're clear on it, have you verbalized it to anyone? Again, just because you know doesn't mean that everyone else around you will know what you know about you. Maybe you came from a different church where you were trained and you were uh, you had experience and leadership or in serving in certain capacities within your previous church. And now you're at this church and you expect them to automatically um, just know these things about, you No, have you verbalized what your passions are? Have you verbalized what you believe that you may be gifted or skilled in? Have you made it known? Have you verbal have you verbalized it? So I think that that's something that's important to look at as well. All right. Um, the next thing that I think is important to look at is whether or not what you believe you're called to do, whether or not given the culture, given the ministry style of that church, given the vision of that church, sometimes what you feel like you may be called to do or what you may feel like people are not recognizing in that particular moment, sometimes it can be the right thing that you know that you're called to, but it can be the wrong timing for it to manifest itself or for it to be um, used within the framework of that local church. All right. Or let me even put this out there. Sometimes you may not be as sure as you think you are. And sometimes it can be the wrong thing altogether. Although you may think that, for, for example, let me give you an example. For example, if you're prophetic, you may say, I'm a prophet. And the church doesn't recognize that I'm a prophet. Well, maybe you need someone to help uh, give you more language to what you're called to do. And it may not be that you're a prophet at all. I know some of y'all don't really like that, but it's, it's, it's the truth, quite honestly. Sometimes it can be the wrong thing altogether due to the lack of language. All right. Well, you and I'm just using this as an example. You believe you're a prophet. Um, what makes you believe you're a prophet? Because you prophesy. Um, that is not the litmus test. That is not the the foundation uh, of 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 what it means to be a prophet. That's the foundation of what it means to be a believer. All believers should prophesy. So maybe you need some coaching and maybe if you are getting or or, or uh, if if an offense is growing in your heart, it could be actually for 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 wrong reasons. And really, you may need a bit more cultivation in identifying exactly what you are called to do. So maybe they're not recognizing it. It is going to sound kind of harsh, but maybe they're not recognizing it because it may not actually be there. I know that's rough. All right. Next thing. If they're not recognizing what's on your life. All right. The next thing I want to ask is, are you the one who's saying who believes that you should be operating in a certain capacity within a church or you want to assist or you want to serve in a particular area or you want to be you want to be recognized? My question to you is, do you serve in the ministry? Because one of the things that I'm learning is that. It's easier to identify grace on people who have committed themselves to serving the, the, uh, the vision of the local church, who have who have found themselves planted within a work 
where now they're able to partner with other people within that church, build community with other people within that ministry. Now they have a sense of accountability where maybe they, they report to an upline, to a director, to uh, uh, um, um, to someone that they uh, that's that, that that's leading them on a particular team. And now there's things that can be more clearly identified because they are engaged in community. If you have isolated yourself, if you don't have any community, how do you expect people to identify or recognize what's on your life? Now, this is the thing. I do know that there are many examples and I do know that there are many people who go through this um, man who go through these hardships within the local church. And sometimes people feel the way that they feel that um, that they don't recognize what's on my life. They're not using me um, and they may feel those ways because they're being shut down. So maybe you may be praying, you may be leading prayer and all of a sudden they take that from you or you may be on the prophetic team and then all of a sudden they pull that from you or maybe you're teaching and then they pull that from you or maybe you are a director or, or, or you are a leader in a particular capacity and they pull that from you. And it just seems like in the areas that you feel like you're called to be most impactful, um, they are shutting you down. And um, honestly, being shut down it's not a good feeling at all uh, for anyone who's ever gone through that. Anyone who may be currently going through that. It is not a good feeling at all to be shut down. So this is some of the things when you are in a ministry or you are part of a church that's seemingly shutting you down every time you seem to, to get active or involved in a particular um, uh, ministry or in a particular function or gift. Some of the things that we have to ask ourselves, and it may not even be as obvious to us, but sometimes we got to ask ourselves, why? Why am I getting shut down? Why are they shutting me down? Because I want to say this, just because you're getting shut down, it doesn't always mean that it's it that it's wrongly intended or it's or 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 its motivation is uh is wrong. All right. It don't necessarily mean that they are trying to control you or, you know, as as you know, within the church, they say, man, they operate in Jezebel control, domination, uh, intimidate all this stuff. They shut me down, they intimidated by me. OK, so my question is, why are you getting shut down? Let me give you some uh, a couple different perspectives, because sometimes the shutdown may be legitimate. All right. I know you like, how can that be legitimate? Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. Sometimes the shutdown can be legitimate. Other times. Is not legitimate. All right. Let's talk about why. All right. Let me give you some reasons from a leadership perspective as to why sometimes, even if it's done wrongly, the act of shutting someone down may be legitimized. All right. Um, are you being shut down in areas where you are through your actions, through your words, through your preaching, through your teaching? Through your interactions with people, are you trying to change a climate or the climate or the culture within that church ministry, organization, team, whatever it may be? Are you, in, whether intentionally or unintentionally, are you changing or attempting to change the climate or culture of that ministry without communicating about it? So, when you're teaching, are you teaching things that although it may be right, it goes against the culture of that ministry? 
or while you're prophesying or while you're um, 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 ministering or serving or whatever? Are you implementing certain things that will ultimately change the current of that ministry, whether for the good, because it don't always mean that it's for the bad, whether it's for the good or betterment of the church or whether it's for the worsening of the church. Are you doing things where it changes the current, the culture, the climate of a ministry without communicating about it to the leadership? That's important because even if it's right, even if what you are presenting, what you are doing, even if it's right, it can be rejected and it can be shut down because of your lack of protocol. It can be shut down because it can appear as if you're trying to bring change or you're trying to take over or you are trying to to fix something that has not been communicated about is broken. I mean, that's a, that's that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's something to look at. All right. Um, communication is everything. Are you trying to change the way worship is done? Are you trying to change your way? Uh, you know, are you, are you trying to change the way that that the ushers and the greeters and the hospitality is being done? Are you trying to change the way leaders look or respond to or, or, or the people look or respond to their leadership? Are you trying to change the way the prophetic is implemented? Are you trying to change the way the apostolic should be seen? Are you trying to change, you know, whatever without communicating? That is that is something that honestly can get you shut down simply because of a lack of communication. All right. Now, I know that there are sometimes people get shut down, not because of a lack of protocol or lack of communication. Quite honestly, sometimes people get shut down because of intimidation. I know that exists. I'm not trying to cover up for that. I know that that's something that uh, that people go through all the time where either senior leadership or sometimes even the senior leadership may have people in their ear that could kind of sway the way that they feel about you. It's like, you know, maybe maybe you teach with 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 a different angle or maybe it's a seemingly greater level of revelation or 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 maybe you you kind of preach and, and the and the people may respond a little better to you than they may to their own leadership. Or maybe you pray, you know, a certain way or you prophesy um, from from a, from a particular strength, from a certain strength that may seem a bit intimidating because maybe the people who may be in charge or the people who may also do similar things that you're doing, um, you may manifest more grace, quite honestly. Maybe you administrate in a way that those who are assigned to administration can be intimidated by. You organize a particular way or maybe within the ministry uh, uh, or departments within the ministry. People are drawn more to you than they are to other people. Maybe you're more relational. Maybe may, maybe you're more welcoming. Maybe people feel comfortable to you. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it seems like, you know, you're you're, you're trying to 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 take, you know, uh, uh, these people from under their wing or from under their influence. And you're trying to. And it's like, man, I didn't even intentionally do nothing. I was just simply being me. And sometimes it can be intimidating. I know that exists when those things happen, when those things transpire. I mean, it's a very difficult place to be, but it does happen. 
What do you do in those times when intimidation is the key to it? I mean, honestly, if you are legitimately getting shut down and it's because of intim- it's not because of some of the other things that I covered, but it's legitimately because your your grace or the grace that's on your life is intimidating to other people. Um, I don't I don't I never suggest you need to leave right away. I never do that. All right. I always suggest conversation. I always suggest uh, a healthy conversation where um, where it can be welcomed um, within the ministry uh, where you are able to sit down with the leadership or with whoever the person is at fault or or, or the person where they're uh, not necessarily at fault, but the person where where uh, where they may be at all uh, with you. Maybe get an unbiased mediator there and talk it through. And, 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 and there are many cases where what the issue may have been is worked out through communication. If you've done everything that you can do and if it just seems like nothing is changing, you've weathered the storm, you, you know, you've been faithful, but, it, but you just know that this is not going to change. At that point, you need to pray because quite honestly, maybe there may need to be an exit strategy. All right. I, I, I hate to do that. But honestly, sometimes there needs to be an exit strategy if you've done everything that you can do. All right. Now, let me cover uh, one more thing. All right. Uh, there are people who say that um, my church doesn't recognize what's on my life and they need to they need to you know, they need to recognize me. They need to identify me, whatever the case may be. And these are the people that I call. The I'm on assignment people. God sent me here on assignment. God sent me here and I'm supposed to, you know, because they didn't have a prophetic. So I know God sent me here to bring the prophetic. God sent me here because they didn't have no apostolic structure. So God sent me here to bring apostolic order. God sent me here because they prayer teams are whack. So I'm, I'm here to help strengthen their prayer teams. God sent me here because they don't know how to preach and teach or operate in miracles and healing and signs. God sent me here because they ain't got no evangelism. So I'm here to help them strategize that. I'm here on assignment. These are the I'm here on assignment people. All right. Now, this is my thing. Can God send you to a place because there is a need there? Absolutely. But I think my personal opinion is that if you go there with the attitude that I'm here to change things, then you came with the wrong attitude. This is why. Because if you come there with that attitude, then that means that you are approaching that church a particular way. Many times you're approaching that church with a superior mindset, a superior mentality, where you're not going there to see what you can get or what you can gain or where you can grow. Matter of fact, you may have shut all avenues of that ministry and parting into you in any way. And you're there simply to give what you have. And sometimes it can come off condescendingly. Are you going there with a superior mindset or are you going there with a mindset to learn and grow? Because even if God sends you on an assignment, sometimes that assignment can be dually. Where you're there, even in leadership capacities, you're still able to grow. You're still able to learn. You're still able to evolve and you're able to present your gift. If you go there with the I'm on assignment mentality and you're not there to learn, you're not there to grow. um, You are probably going to get shut down because typically people who do that, they try to do what they feel like they're on assignment to do. And they're doing it with no affirmation. They're doing it without um, 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 the go ahead from leadership, 
They're doing it without relationship. And if there is no relationship, quite honestly, there is no assignment. Let me say that again. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm about to be done. I'm getting ready to be done in just a moment. But if there is no relationship, there is no assignment. And the reason why there is no assignment, because there is no relationship, because if there is no relationship, there is also no trust. So whatever it is that you are that you feel like you're sent there to do, you're on assignment to do it inevitably will be shut down because why should leaders or a church trust you to develop and grow a particular thing if they do not know who you are? Why should they give you the responsibility to grow and to mature the church or to or to enhance it as you feel like you're called to do if they cannot trust you? If God has called you to be there, you come with the servant's heart. You come with the willingness to serve. You allow God through the leadership. And I don't think there's anything wrong to verbalize, you know, where you come from, your background, so forth and so on. It can sometimes make it easier. Sometimes it can make it obvious that maybe you're there for a microphone. I mean, I mean, it just really depends on who we're talking about here and having discernment. All right. But sometimes it creates space for you where if you have a track record and if you have uh, uh, if you can be traced back to a particular place or uh, to particular fruit that might have manifested in previous seasons. Then let me tell you, if you come with the servant's heart, God will make room for you. But if you come with a condescending tone, if you come with a I'm on assignment, make way for me. And if they reject you oh, they don't understand what's on my life. They don't recognize what's on my life. Y'all better recognize what's on my life. You know, they don't know what they got. The church is going to die. And then you start cursing the church. <laughs> the church is going to die. They're going to be stagnant. They're going to be this and that. When the fact of the matter is that you might have approached the situation wrong to begin with. All right. So there are different angles that can be approached, different angles that can be looked at um, as to as to why what's on your life may not be recognized. And sometimes I believe if you take some of these steps, if you look at um, this, this, this topic or this concern uh, through some of the lenses that I spoke about today, sometimes that can be resolved. Some, I'm not every time it won't be, but sometimes it may be resolved. And uh, you can learn and grow. Not being recognized does not automatically mean you have to leave your church. Sometimes it could be the right thing in the wrong season. Um, uh, sometimes it may it may need time to uh, to cultivate for your for your gift to to, to make room for you, um, for your leadership to be able to know who you are and learn to trust you or learn to give you responsibility, identify grace and start placing you in uh uh, 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 placing you uh, within the ministry where you can be cultivated, where where you can grow. Um, so uh, it's not a one size fit all, um, but this is a concern. And many times I have heard many people uh, say that this is something that they are concerned about. So listen, I hope this episode today really helped you. I hope it blessed you um, again. Thank you for tuning in. I pray you all have a great week, uh, a great rest of your week. And until next time, you all be blessed. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. 
You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.